Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the Queue. A Netflix podcast. <laughs> this week on Clearing the Queue, we've got a l- old time, old time, long time friend, a brother from another mother, a former roommate, my man, Amolara Haywat Kumasi on Clearing the Queue. Welcome in via satellite from the East Coast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Live from New York. It's Amolara Haywat Kumasi. <laughs> Dude, so excited to have you on because, for a lot of reasons, one, because like we kind of developed our formative comedic years in a very special time like college time college. we were college. we were living together he was your little brother he was my little that brother that wasn't just a line no we it were wasn't. in a fraternity together that's right yeah five campus all i don't know what you think of but i always think of like you kind of like introduced me to futurama which i love to this day and i don't Good know show. if you showed me aqua teen hunger force or not take credit for it anyways uh, I could. My my freshman year roommate introduced me to Aqua Teen Hunger Force, actually. So right before I met you, you know. So it, I, um, it, the timeline lines yes, up. It's just a lot of good times, a lot of good laughs from back in the day. Yeah, we had some good times then. We had some good times then. I wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest. You know, I have a list of I brought actually a list of questions I wanted to ask you guys. I thought would be oh, pretty boy. interesting. But it's your show. So, <laughs> you know, you guys, you know. Quarterback. Well, do it. What do you got? It's our show. We've got the question. Okay. We'll be the ones asking the questions. My first question, what questions okay. did you prepare? <laughs> first question, what questions? I was excited. I've been listening to the show, you know? I wanted to I wanted to do my homework and come prepared. What is your favorite movie entrance music? So, like intro credits? Intro credits or intro person? Intro person? Say like a person's entering a room and they have entrance music. Oh, and they have their entrance music. Wow. I have like a swag music. That's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Okay. Because I think cool. of I think of I associate entrance music with professional wrestling. Yeah, me too. So all I Can hear is that? Do you smell with the rocks <laughs> cooking? <laughs> yeah, and Our Lady Peace uh did entrance music for some Canadian wrestler. Chris they Benoit. Did, Chris Benoit, who later killed himself. And his family. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to take it there, but that is my favorite entrance music. (laughs) Hey, you like what you like what you like. What what else you got on your list? What else do I have on my list? It's not working out too well so far. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite movie car crash. Favorite car crash. That's a great question. I have one. I have one. Uh, One of my top five movies that I always recommend to everybody. It's the movie Adaptation. There's a flashback with one of the main characters, and he's, like, backing out of his driveway, gets sideswiped. Mm-hmm. The camera is, like, from inside the car. It's, like, one of the most visceral car crashes. And it's also, like, super poignant and emotional because you start to learn that the character is much more tragic because of this. Like, 
He loses like he has he's has these two missing front teeth, and you think it's like okay. it's because he's kind of like a hillbilly. But you find out that like his it sort of like was the beginning of when his life fell apart. Was this car crash? It's jeez, I forgot about that movie. That's deep. I'm gonna go yeah. in a totally different direction. I'm gonna say Billy Madison. Uh, the when... Our Lady Peace song, Car Crash. <laughs> <laughs> no, when the uh, when the O'Doyle family at the end of the movie <laughs> drives off a cliff. Fun. Yeah, okay. The ultimate comeuppance. <laughs> you know what swerves them off? What swerves them off the road is a banana peel. An old rotten <laughs> banana peel. That's what I like. Hey, I like what I like. <laughs> oh, you can't beat the banana peel. Cannot beat the banana peel. I got a question for you guys. What's your favorite movie moment involving a lazy Susan? <laughs> <laughs> that's so random <laughs> there's only one there's only one there's only Favorite, one ooh, you know what there was a I, I think I think there was a lazy Susan in ATL you got, you know that movie with T.I. ATL I don't I don't no so T.I. made this movie called ATL about uh, Atlanta and actually Bubba from Forrest Gump plays T.I.'s the lazy uncle. Susan no, this is like the lazy Susan <laughs> plays lazy Susan no. <laughs> they're uh, they're all sitting at the kitchen table T.I. and his little brother and Bubba from Forrest Gump so they're playing with the lazy Susan and they're like eating cereal or something like that and the little brother was like 15 he you know he just got some last night and T.I. just got some last night and the uncle who owns the place and he's always walking around thinking he's hot shit and he's like I'm the only one that can get any cutty in this place you didn't get any cutty you didn't get any cutty he said like, well we know who didn't get the cutty <laughs> It was bummer. <laughs> and everybody was laughing. It was fun. That's lazy good. Susan. I hate to say, but this, my the, the the one I've got, the lazy Susan, is the star of this scene. Okay. You ever see the What's beginning that? of of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom? It's been a while. Mm. Indiana Jones is negotiating a transfer of a sacred ancient item, and he's slowly placing it on the table and spinning it around to the other side to uh, to Lao Shay. Is this it, the first one, the second one, or the, the third one? one? Second. The second one. Okay. This is the one with the heart, where he grabs the heart yeah, out of the... Indiana Jones yeah. and the Lazy Susan. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, it's all time. That's the one. <laughs> I liked it, I liked it. You may have questions for us, but someone has questions for you. Oh. And that someone is this plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You may recognize this plastic bag from such films as American Beauty and uh, others. If you can think of any other movies that involve <laughs> a plastic bag, please let us know. We're okay. considering some rebranding. But inside this it bag... Has its own, it has its own entrance music. It, this Actually, that might be my answer. <laughs> my favorite character's <laughs> entrance music is the character of the plastic bag <laughs> in American Beauty. And it's what everyone's hearing right now. And... What, what's going to happen is we're going to reach inside this bag. Alex is going to be your hand, your surrogate okay, hand, your big brother, and then and then you're going to read what's on this card. Tell me when. When. And can you read what that says? What was the last show you binge watched? Um, there is a new Punisher and a new Daredevil. And I watched them all one weekend. I enjoy Daredevil a lot and, and Jessica Jones and that whole world. But I find it really hard to watch more than one episode in a row because of just how 
dark and violent it is. Like I need like Hannah and I, our deal is like we watch an episode of Daredevil and then we watch an old episode of Family Guy or Parks and Rec as like a little palate <laughs> cleanser before we go to bed. Oh yeah. But okay. you can do like ten episodes in a row of Frank Castle just shooting people? Well no, it was uh it was one of those rainy days and it just turned out to be a day when I had to that's what it was. <laughs> I had to clean my apartment because I'm showing it to show in the roommate. That's, I was like, what? Did I really watch that much TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's dark, but it's, I don't know. I like it. How does this Punisher rank to classic Punishers such as Thomas Jane and <laughs> Dolph Lundgren? Which, have, have you seen those Punishers? I've, I've seen parts of them. Um, I like the one with Thomas Jane. That was a great movie. No, it um, wasn't. <laughs> I thought it was a fantastic movie. Actually, we saw it in the theater. There was a there was yeah, a t- there was Syracuse. a time when Maddie and I were seeing every comic book movie in the theaters together yep. because it was yeah. such a unique opportunity. That's so but- charming and quaint. <laughs> we were just like it was starting with Spider Man One and X Men One. We were just so excited that they were finally on the big screen that we would we right? go together. Same. The Punisher sad. was terrible. The Thomas Jane Punisher. You didn't like it? He I thought it was great. He wasn't... I, I liked it. I liked it. He was a little rapscallion. He was a little prankster. He was He was like tricking the enemy. And he was blonde. And he was also blonde. <laughs> Wait, oh, you know what? This, this is actually important. That movie was so bad. And it was regarded... Like Thomas Jane, the actor himself, mm-hmm. disliked that version of the movie. There was there's an, a short film that was like self-financed, independently financed, starring Thomas Jane... Where he repl- he does basically plays the Punisher, and it's it's called Punisher Dirty Laundry, and it is like a twelve minute really awesome gritty almost like a just a small short episode mm-hmm. of what should have been, mm. and it is so much better in every way. So I recommend that to you right now. Have you seen this Dirty Laundry? No, you should watch it. that. But Did you're you- a big Thomas Jane Punisher fan. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was uh, fun to watch. How do you feel about Ang Lee's Hulk? Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah, funny. Funny you should say that because I like that movie too. I, we, that's what I thought we, you should, we should. Banner. What comic book movies do don't you like? Don't I like? I don't like uh, half the X Men movies. I love half of them. The evens or the odds? Um, the the latter ones. Ah, yes. The latter ones yes. before the early years. The Days of Future Past, but after the first couple ones, mm-hmm. like X-Men 3 or yeah. X-Men 4 and a half or whatever it was. Yep. Well, Do you like Halle Berry's Catwoman? I did not like Halle Berry's Catwoman. That's, that was a layup. That was okay. a layup. Okay. <laughs> finally, finally. Finally. At, at the, I know we have to get it to his cube, but I just want to keep going. Yeah. What do you What do you think of the Nick Cage Ghost Rider movies? <laughs> I was I never a just big keep Ghost Rider go- fan. Okay. What do you think of Fantastic Four? What do you think of the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four movie? <laughs> I was never a big Fantastic Four fan. <laughs> what about Green Lantern? Which one? The Ryan Reynolds? Well, there's another Green Lantern. Or they was an, there was an older one in the 60s, I think. They, <laughs> oh, they yeah, did. I was talking about the 60s one. Sorry. <laughs> you thought about the classic Green Lantern, of course, of course. Did, what did you think of Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern? So here's the thing. If I don't like it, it's that I haven't seen it. I, I'll see just about everything. I will see just about every comic book movie. Yeah. So if it's really huh? something that looks objectively terrible, I have not seen it. No, but you just said Justice League. 
Mm. And you saw Suicide Squad too, didn't you? Yeah, on but not in the theater. So, okay. take back what you said. If it looks terrible, you'll still see it. <laughs> you saw Punisher with me, dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I never claimed to only see the good ones. I saw the Ang Lee Hulk. I, I like Batman. It. Batman was in Suicide Squad and Justice League, so I like to see Batman on screen. Who's your favorite Batman? My favorite Batman. I have, I have, I, well, let, let's guess, me. based on his answers. What okay. do you, Hold on. <laughs> He's a child of the 80s. He's a child of the 80s, likes the 60s Green Lantern. But he also likes that really terrible Punisher movie. Right. And he's <laughs> seen... But he also knows enough that the Halle Berry Catwoman is garbage. Right. <laughs> which I, ha- I haven't seen because I don't see shitty comic book. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. Am I, I, let's, do you want to say our answers at the same time? Sure. One, Three, two, two, one. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton. It's Val Kilmer. <laughs> oh, we should have said Val Kilmer. It was just such a risky thing to say. <laughs> All right, dude. But I thought, look, if based on based on the early 60s thing, the campiness and the child of the 80s, we should have said Kilmer. We blew it. Um, speaking of comic book movies, yes. you have several in your queue. Yeah, let's jump into this queue. I do. I right do off have the bat, some. you have a movie that when I saw that it was on... Netflix. I gasped audibly, then I signed out of your account, I signed back into mine and added it to my queue and then came back to your queue. And that wow. is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. That was kind of cool because I haven't seen that yet. That was interesting. Wait, you just saw it or you saw that it was on Netflix? I just saw that it was on Netflix. Okay. So you haven't and watched it? I haven't watched it, no. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Seems like as sure a thing as there is in terms of us enjoying a movie that we watch, right? Yeah, I think so. Guardians of the Galaxy was actually introduced to me by Alex Pop. I don't remember pitching it to you. It was weird. I asked you about the movie because I didn't know anything about that, that comic book series or whatever. And you were telling me, oh, you don't know anything about this. This is supposed to be one of the best Marvel movies of all time. I saw it. Go watch it. It's just going to blow your mind. Just go see it as soon as you can. I was like, all right, cool. I'll give it a shot. And it was great. The movie was great. It's got uh, that guy from The Walking Dead that's been in a hundred different movies and no one knows his name. I don't. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. See? Okay, you know his name. He's been in a ton of stuff from the 80s. Another 80s actor, right? He was like Michael a B-movie actor in the 80s. And then he was in Mallrats. Yeah, that's how I, how I, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> He was Brandy's dad. And here we are today. And here we are, full circle. What else is in there? What do you think of my cue? I need you guys' advice. It's great. I mean, there's a shitload <laughs> of stuff in here. And most of it I haven't heard of. And most of it looks pretty violent, I would say. Huh, okay. How do you, how do you use your cue? And what, do you, what can you tell us that's in here? And how can you sort of walk us through this cue? I, if I see something that I want to watch... I add it to my list. That's that's pretty much the extent of it. And then uh, and I cleaned it up. There was a lot of garbage on the queue. I think uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Can you give us a notable my, cut? <laughs> Cali Berry's Catwoman. Perhaps? I think there was like a Medea movie on there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing around. <laughs> um, there were some documentaries I had watched, so I got rid of those. Um, I hope I left uh, Chase and Coral on this. That's good. You I did. I was going to say you. You do have Let's some documentaries down here, and Chase and Coral has has been coming up a bunch lately. So, what is your interest in the the reefs? 
Reefs or Reeves? What's the plural? In the Reeves? Christopher Reef. The coral Reeves? I, I think it's technically one giant organism, I think. Oh, so it's you don't need a plural. Okay. It's, it's kind of plural and, and singular simultaneously. It's weird, like all being one together type thing. It's complex. But uh, the guy that directed it, actually, he directed this other movie, Chasing Ice, that's extremely, how can I put it, it made me think about things a little differently. I don't know. I guess with the planet changing the way it is, is something that I think I need to really brush up on. So I'm aware of it. You know? Yeah. I know very little about, about what's happening out there in the ocean. The logline for this is in a realm of unearthly beauty, destruction hits close to home, a startling portrait of climate change under the sea. Would you watch it? I would watch this. Yeah. You have another documentary on here called the truth about alcohol. Yeah. Human beings have an ancient relationship yeah. with alcohol. I saw that the other day. Oh, you watched it? Or you saw it like the same way as you saw Guardians of the I, Galaxy? I, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on Netflix. I saw the... I don't even know how to say it. I added it to my list the other day. Because ah, okay. we don't know. Saw, Some people put things on here and they watch them and then they leave them on their cues. So I, I don't want to presume anything. But no, this is unwatched that. and you're... It says uh, emergency room doctor Javid, like David with a J, Abdul Monaim, endeavors to learn the truth about alcohol, both its benefits and risks by exploring the science of drinking. What are the lies of alcohol? Yeah, right. Um, what are the lies? I guess we'll have to watch to find out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we know a lot about alcohol. Unless exactly. Maybe there's some really hard truth. Like I, mm. If it was called the hard truths about alcohol, <laughs> then maybe. Yeah. There were two movies in here that were just names. One was a movie that we all know, and that's Jackie Brown. Good movie. You've seen, I have seen it. You have seen Jackie Brown, so that's just in here. Many times. I left it there because I, I watch that occasionally. It's a good movie. It's One good. was a movie called Barry. Barry? <laughs> the Obama documentary? Is, is it a documentary? I thought it was like a, some young kid is playing him. I wasn't too sure. I'm yeah, not too sure. What is the, I what's the yeah, description? It's, it's not a documentary. Uh, long before he sought the presidency in Washington, D.C., he was a college kid in New York in search of himself. Apparently, this is like almost a rom-com. It's like about him like being a kid and, and meeting Michelle Robinson. Really? It's definitely not I a documentary. It's, it's this dude playing a young Barack Obama. It's a Barack Obama romantic comedy? <laughs> <laughs> That needs to be. That needs to be a type. That needs to see if that shows up in the genres. Under genres, it's uh, yeah, there 20th it is. century period piece and Barack Obama romantic comedy. Yep. Oh, I might have to ask you to delete that for me. Uh, all right, we can remove it. We love removing things, so that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We just cleared something from the queue. Amolora, tell us why Jack Taylor's in here. Jack Taylor. Who is, is what that? is Jack Taylor? Who is Jack Taylor? To me, Jack he looks Taylor. like it's a TV show. Oh, and it's the guy. It's oh, Jorah that's... Mormont. It's Jorah yeah. Mormont in something yes. other than Game of Thrones. It's BBC and Netflix uh, suggested it for me. And when I saw it was Jorah Mormont, said I have to put this on the list. He's looking very Jorah-y right now. He's looking <laughs> so Jorah-y. Does he have the grayscale yet? <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucked. um i am interested in before the devil knows you're dead 
Yeah, me too. I don't know you anything know about this. So it stars Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke. And the perfect crime goes horribly wrong for brothers Andy and Hank when they botch a robbery of their parents' jewelry store. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, this looks really interesting, and I feel like it's a great name, right? It's It's a a name name. that has stuck in our head for the last 10 years. The last 10 years? It came out So you know this movie a little bit. Well, no, I just, when I saw it in your queue, I was like, oh, why do I know that movie? And I thought... Like the title just feels familiar, I guess, just because it's a catchy title. I don't know if this, if this made waves when it came out. Has Philip Seymour Hoffman been in anything where he wasn't good? It's art. Uh, the only, he, the closest thing would be Along Came Polly. Oh right, and it wasn't that he was bad. He was just basically like doing a Jack Black impression. Mm. He it was actually good, but he, I feel like you could make an argument that he, it wasn't. all he does is elevate roles. The only question is, like in our Nick Cage episode, is how much is he in this movie? How much elevation can <laughs> it looks he like bring? He's, I think he's got to be one of the brothers, right? Does he have top billing? Unclear. Unclear. He's definitely in the top three. They're written in a different order in these two little synopses. So he's either first billing or third billing. I love this title. I mean, the more I read yeah. it, but it's like you never you never hear it used. No, it's like this this guy was so bad. He was some before the devil knew he was dead. <laughs> Like, but no one ever uses that. I think we should add this to the list. This sounds very interesting. And of all the movies you have on here that involve guns, this one looks potentially less violent than some of the other ones. Potentially? Potentially. Have you really never seen The Grinch Stole Christmas? Oh, yeah. I I put that on because the holidays are coming up. I wanted (laughs) to be able to find it quickly. Okay, that's what I was hoping. Who's Um, never seen that movie? It's a great movie. These are the, all of the other movies in his list. Is there anything that's like in the back of your mind that's been weighing heavily on you? Yeah, well, like when you went through to sort of clean the queue up, was there anything you looked at and you're like, damn, that's been on there too you long? You remember Coral. You remember you have to explore the reefs. <laughs> Reef. <laughs> Gotta explore the reefs. Got to. I mean, once they're gone, they're, they're gone, gone. That's kind of kind of messed up. But there's nothing else that like, I'm going to run down. I'm just going to read you a whole bunch of names real quick. And you okay. tell me if anything sticks out as we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Okay. okay. What happened to Monday? Message from the King. 88 minutes. Welcome to the punch. The Hollow Point. Everly. Snow on the Bluff. The THA. Wolf Warrior. Couple of days. Lady Blood Fight. Badasses on the Bayou. <laughs> Badasses on the Bayou. <laughs> why can't we watch that one? <laughs> we can watch it. What Do you remember? It? Why did you add it? Why did I add it? It's uh, it's it's Danny Trejo and Danny Glover in a oh, movie wow. together. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they it's actually a series that is a trilogy. Danny Glover and Danny Trejo. Oh, it's badass three. It's badass three. Badasses on the Bayou. So, right. have you seen Badass One and Badass Two? <laughs> I saw Badass Two. Yeah, you did. And it- I did, and it was it was funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's like a it's like an easy, it's an easy movie to watch. It's completely unbelievable because they're both like sixty or seventy years old. Yeah, but uh, but it was funny as hell because these old dudes are kicking everybody's asses. I mean, it, it was funny. I, I would put that on and I'll like clean the apartment. You know, this. Feels- oh, so this is like a Punisher. <laughs> it's, it's like Punisher apartment cleaning uh, meets, meets ARP, I guess something like that. I was say this feels like 
a Sharknado-ish type series. Like, mm. to make three means that something had to have gone positive for this franchise. Where they're like, yep, give us more. Have you seen any of the Sharknado movies? No. No? Me neither. No. Not a one. No. <laughs> but they make uh, What are the circumstances so under which one of us will see a Sharknado movie? Like, what's it going to take? A special themed episode of Clearing the Cube? <laughs> outside, of the, outside of the universe of this podcast, what would it take for us to watch a Sharknado movie? Oh. Um, like, it's have, hard to imagine a scenario, right? I'd That's have to a really... Maybe, maybe an a 18-hour flight. Mm. 17 you know? wouldn't do it. At 17 hours, you've got enough entertainment, but at 18, you're... At that point, you're just looking for something to keep you awake. Yeah, you know, like it would, it would, ha- it would have to be to a level where it's infamous from being so bad that I would want to see it. So there's just no, right. I, I, there's no, there are no circumstances in which I would see it. it. Are you more likely to? Here's a better question: Are you more likely to see Schindler's List or one of the Sharknado movies? Sharknado, 100. percent Okay. If I was on a plane and they had like you know 20 movies <laughs> that I could choose from, and I had seen 18 of them. And all that was left was Sharknado or Schindler's List. I would watch Sharknado. Schindler's List 2. So List you're never going to watch Schindler's List? Me? All right. I can respect that. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to. I'm not like against it. He's I'm a not Holocaust like denier. I'm not like a Holocaust denier. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in. Uh, no, I just don't want to watch more about it. You know, I gotcha. get it. Yeah. We watched, I, we watched I, enough I, Holocaust material to last a lifetime when we were children oh i I agree with you so much i agree with you so much but never forget though never forget what else what else is up there what else is on the list well i think we have do we have enough contenders we want to find something that could potentially just jump in here uh i mean i never knew that's how you spell the word hickok oh that was the last thing let's talk about that one lastly and then see where we are and make a decision so you have this movie in here called hickok and it definitely looks like it's spelled wrong H-I-C-K-O-K. This is that off-brand Wild it's Bill, Wild Bill Hick- Hickok. Uh, that must be how he spells his name. While We've serving as the marshal of rowdy Abilene, Kansas, Wild Bill Hickok uses guns and gall to tidy up the lawless frontier town. Featuring my second favorite Hemsworth brother, Luke. This also is oddly a Barack Obama romantic com- western. <laughs> That's one of the genres it's listed as. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Barack Obama rom-com. Oh, it also stars Chris Christopherson, the country singer who Alex loves from Blade, mm-hmm. and uh, Bruce Dern and Tracy Atkins. So how did how did this end up in this queue? I, I probably just came across it and thought it looked interesting. So, okay, but you're not like dying to see this. No, it's not. Yeah. All right, let's narrow it down, Alex. What do we got? What are we looking at? Okay, number one, we have the uh, indie action thriller Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two. We have Chasing Coral. This is uh, a documentary about the endangerment of the coral reef. Mm-hmm. We have The Truth About Alcohol, another documentary, which is going to expose the lies by big... <laughs> Big, f- I just big alcohol. Big alcohol. Yeah, but is it big alka? Mm. Oh, yeah. Big. Big, big alka. That's good, actually. Big, yeah, that's big like alka. big alka seltzer. It's like, like big big pharma. It makes sense. Uh, big hops. Big hop. Okay. We'll work on that. Um, <laughs> and, we, then, and then lastly is uh, in the scripted column we have the Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, 
And badasses on the bayou, or do you feel like <laughs> Molar, you feel you've, like Alex, you've heard? You feel like Alex and I shouldn't see badasses on the bayou if we haven't seen the first two. Like we might. No, not, you, you, we might not you have it. to watch it from the beginning, or you'll, you'll get <laughs> lost in the plot. <laughs> between Guardians, Chasing Coral, The Truth About Alcohol, and Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, which, let's cross mm-hmm. off one so that we have our customary three contenders. That we you've listened debate. to many episodes. You know how this works. There are no rules. Let's take off the the truth about alcohol. Let's let's take that one. Off. Let's great. That's right. So that gives us three contenders: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Chasing Coral Volume One, and Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, also Volume One. And let's. Uh, I want to watch Chasing Coral uh, another time. Another time. Ooh, that that pause made <laughs> the me way think. and the way you said that. Like, there's something very mysterious going on with you and and the. <laughs> And the environment. Coral is very important to this this world. You know, coral is very important. Seriously, I want to I want to watch it. I want to concentrate. I want to actually like think about it when I watch the movie. Seriously, <laughs> that doesn't bode well. That doesn't bode well for, for the next we choose. the next ninety minutes. <laughs> um. So my my feeling, and correct me if I'm wrong, is mm. that no matter what, both you and I are going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Very soon. But in the context of the podcast, there's a chance that before the devil that before the devil knows you're dead is gonna sit on your queue for months, perhaps years. Mm. Uh, I'll watch that one. I like uh, like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke as actors. I like training day. I like Ethan Hawke. Do we wanna do we wanna rot like- tomatoes it and see if it uh, is critically acclaimed? Let's say this. Let's pick Let's a number, it. and if it's it's got to be higher than a certain number. Okay. 80. For, I'm going to say it's got to be higher than 83. Okay. <laughs> and I'll say 81 and a half. Okay. That's great. It averages out perfectly. <laughs> so if, uh, if it is above that, we're yeah. watching it. If it's above that, we're watching it. If it's below that, we're watching Guardians. Deal. 88. 88. 88. 88 That's pretty good. On the tomatometer. <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since I've mispronounced that one on purpose. So let's do it. Let's watch this movie. This looks great. Do you guys prefer watching the trailer before the movie all the time? Or sometimes you like going in just. No, oh, I go in as cold as as the ice I just, from I, the Chasing Ice documentary that I, you watched. And I <laughs> have to read the critics' con- consensus on this tomato thing. And. It's great. It's very important for me. Earmuffs, Bogdanow. You For me? Yeah. Really? You're, you're going to say a spoiler right now? Well, I just want to read the consensus thing because I'm excited about you wanna, this. Okay, earmuffs. Okay. This is a triumphant return to form for director Sidney Lumet. That's important. You, why to, are you reading out loud? I'm whispering it. <laughs> What did you say? I'm whispering it to the podcast audience. Oh, no, I heard you. Okay, okay. Are you still? On earmuffs. All right. I hope that that was worth it. The audience is... So you have to put your earmuffs on. I did. All right. The audience is going to hear the trailer. I'm certainly not going to hear the trailer. And we're going to watch this movie. And then when we come back, we'll be live from New York again. And we'll talk about what we saw. Andy, I hope you're checking your messages because we have a real mess here. There's two terminated employees from your department still drawing checks. You owe me three months. I don't owe you. I owe Danielle. Do you need money? 
a serious crime. It's not as serious as you might think. Don't ask, don't tell. It's a jewelry store, a mom and pop operation. <laughs> you ain't never done this before. Get a gun. Get a toy gun. There's no shooting. You do the driving, I do the thing. Right, 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 right. Stewart, that's mom and dad's store. serious trouble do you realize that i've been having an affair so can i help you to seconds are you gonna get angry how are we gonna fix it are you gonna get tough are you gonna hurt me oh, my god Andy. are we good i don't think so no I shut up it's too late to think this is our future All right, we watched Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, and uh, we learned in the first scene that Before the Devil Knows You're Dead is actually the second half of the phrase, and the first half of the phrase is, may you be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. An Irish proverb. Is it? Yeah, that's what Wikipedia said. Ah, that makes sense. So that that makes the title... That puts it into some important context. I loved that movie. I really, really liked it. I'm kind of shaken up a little by it, but I really liked it. Um, let's recap before we Great. go any further. Let's recap. This is going to be a tricky one to recap. We're going to have to spoil it. So if you haven't seen it and you want to, then go watch it and then listen to us. Otherwise, here we go. We're going to... And it's also... It's, it's non-linear storytelling. So... Love it. I think we should try to give a chronological recap it's about the hansen brothers not the ones from the band no nope. but it's about andy and hank hansen andy played by, by philip seymour hoffman hank played by ethan hawk they are two brothers who are both kind of down on their luck yeah and they kind of decide that they need money and the best way to get money is to rob their own family jewelry store they're not criminals they're not professional criminals but they think that they have the perfect crime they think that they can in a non-violent way rob the jewelry store that their parents would then collect the insurance money they would sell the diamonds and make i don't know 60 grand or something that will get them out of all their troubles things go awry and to make a long story short things end awry and their friend and their mother end up dead and then it just gets crazier from there, and in trying to cover up their tracks, more and more people end up dead. And like any good action movie, there's a pile of dead bodies by the end of it, as they spiral deeper and deeper into... It's kind of like you make one little mistake, and then you try to cover up that mistake, and mm. it just makes it worse and worse and worse, and they're just digging deeper and deeper and deeper. Did it spun much further out of control than I thought it was going to. I'm just going to come out and say that. I didn't yeah. think... All of that was going to happen. Let, I thought, do you want to just remember like what questions we thought went unanswered? Because there's there's intentionally stuff like you're dropped in, which I love. That's one of my favorite things about the, like mm-hmm. stories told in the You yeah. really have to kind of pay attention to kind of figure your way yeah. in, and the stuff they omit 
gives you a chance to either speculate and sort of tell circumstantially like what their relationships are and stuff right. like that. Was there anything key that you felt like was left out? I th- no. Um, what did you think was left out? Well, the weakest part to me was just like the f- the brothers growing up backstory with their father and if there was any sort of like crazy twists in their life what what had happened there's a sister involved mm-hmm. who's pretty normal child. who's pretty normal um and so i think i think you sort of like because it's so uninteresting you're supposed to kind of left like it's sort of a relatively normal child like i thought the movie that's the way they kind of told it it was all matter of fact it was all kind of like you said dropping them into the middle of the, the whole situation so we didn't have to think that uh, they have all of these contacts or that the dad's anything smart. It's just his, right. his natural contact. Alex um, pointed out something in the very beginning of this movie, that this movie featured both Aunt Mays from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man as well as from the, I don't know the name of the 14-year-old that plays him now. Tom Holland. Tom Holland Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That, this had, that this had both Aunt Mays, the old and the new Aunt May in it, playing opposite each other. They didn't share any Is scenes that together. Right? Is yeah, that, yeah. Marissa Tomei is is Aunt May currently, and the woman who played the mother uh, was Aunt May in the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Wow, good eye, jeez. So Eagle it makes sense eye. that we would watch this movie together. The thing I I whispered also before we went to the oh, trailer I was doing earmuffs was that in Rotten Tomatoes it said this movie represented a return to form for director Sidney Lumet. Um. Which is a name that I know, but I just didn't know what his... Wait, that's what you made me do earmuffs for? Yeah. That's not a spoiler. Who's you didn't want to know anything. You don't like to know anything. You don't like to know anything about the movies you know. But that's... Hmm. That's just somebody saying it's good. I just didn't want to tell you. Wow. Alfred, maybe I've gone too far if Alex thinks that I that that's something I wouldn't want to know. Did you know that Sidney Lumet was the director? I did yeah. not. No, I had. I looked it up afterwards, and I saw that Sidney Lumet did Murder on the Orient Express, Dog Day Afternoon, and Serpico. So those are some big ones. The Twelve Angry Men. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. The black and white one or the new one? The OG. Oh, the original, the '60s version, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we know you're fans of the original '60s versions. Uh, yeah, he did. This is his well, last movie before he died, Sidney Lumet. So it was a major return to form, which I was thinking is. Us seeing this movie is equivalent to seeing, like, only knowing Bob Dylan's, like, latest album before he, pa- mm, like, if he were to pass away. Bob Dylan's alive. I'm trying to think the final of- Johnny Cash album? Yes. Yeah, the duets one. Yeah. I, I had to look up who the director was halfway through the movie because I was like, this directing is amazing. Like, the shots are great. I thought it was just, it, it, the scenes... The way they looked, I thought, was so interesting. The pacing of them was interesting, and I was like, "This is not, this is not your run of the mill direction." So, you could tell he put a lot of work into it. Absolutely, yeah. What did you think? Really did you good. like this? I didn't like most of it. I thought it was boring for most of it. Like the the beginning is exciting, of course, it sucks mm-hmm. you in, and then for about half of the movie, I was like, "Where is this going? It's, it's not going anywhere." And then it started to pick up a little bit. And I figured they have to be doing something with this cast and with this actor. They're not going to waste it on a storyline that goes nowhere. And then the last 20 minutes, it just crescendo. Last five to 10 minutes were incredible. I mean, it was it was amazing. Last five to 10 minutes made 
the whole movie for me. Mm. It yeah, it's funny. It w- I went into it thinking it was going to be a thriller, and uh, it turned out it was basically like a family drama, like a comedy kind of too, right? With like a little, a little bit of like a black comedy and a little bit of like a thriller sheen around the edges. But if you had to just say like, what was this? It was like, oh, this is a story about a super dysfunctional family. Yeah, they didn't give you too much detail around the edges that you would have needed in a in a mystery. It was kind of just like a a fun story about a family. Fun, <laughs> fun, and then it took a took a bad turn somewhere. It took a bad turn. I counted that this is the 18th Philip Seymour Hoffman movie that I've seen, which is crazy. And I take back what I said before about how he wasn't good in Along Came Polly. He was really good in Along Came Polly, and he's always good. And every scene that he was in in this, I was just watching, just totally captivated, and kind of sad like it's hard for me to watch him now especially to watch him like do hard drugs in a movie and and think about you know what he was going through but yeah this was a this seemed like an oscar worthy performance from him as usual yep agreed did you think this was more ethan hawk's fault or philip seymour hoffman's fault though the whole story uh like who do i blame hank or andy exactly i blame them both and I blame their dad, too. I blame everybody. I blame all of the male characters in this story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I blame their mom. I think she handled it as best as she could. Uh, but other than that, it, it has to be both, right? I mean, I don't know if it's 50-50 between the two of them or if it's 60-40, but like, it's certainly not 90-10. Mm. Right? Like, it took both of them making pretty bad decisions for this whole thing to unfold. This was a team effort. Yeah, I mean, one one is the manipulator, one is the manipulatee, and... Did Ethan Hall get away with that bag at the end? Well, he throws a bunch of the cash at the woman, as, mm-hmm. as she's saying, get the hell out of my house. So I think we're led to believe that there's some, there's some money left in that bag. Hopefully he finally gives some money to his daughter, you know? Maybe that's what he does. He drops off the money at his daughter's house, and then he goes... She gets to go see the Lion she King. She really wanted to see the Lion King. Yeah. Have there has there ever been a character in a movie who has wanted to see the Lion King more than that character in this movie? Have you seen the Lion King? Uh, not on Broadway. No. I mean, I've seen the. No, I hear it's incredible. I, I hear it's. <laughs> no, <laughs> I hear it's completely one of the best things in New York City to do. We got to send you at all costs. The next time one of you are here, or both of you are here, we'll go see The Lion King. All right? On me. I'm going to take you guys to see The Lion King. <laughs> Can we get an episode out of it? CTQ goes to, the, goes to Broadway? CTQ on Broadway? <laughs> CTQ on the streets. <laughs> on the streets of New York. Everything the, the light King. touches in Times Square. <laughs> this is all yours, Alex. We should rate this. What would you think? Well, we've been experimenting with our rating system. And okay. the one that I'm finding the most the most on brand personally is who I think should see this movie and who I think should not see this movie. Interesting approach. Um I mean for me I, I liked it a lot. So, you know, in our old system I'd give this a bunch of stars. Our new system is harder, unfortunately. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, I I think that there's a lot of people that probably 
either skip the album artwork when they see this. They don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, that so I think this is a, a gem for a lot of people that they don't quite know about. So there's people that are looking looking for a good movie, like a really good movie that didn't get a lot of Oscar acclaim, but has just really like uh, really great lead actors in it. Yeah, like you feel like you're in good hands. Like the music is well done, the shots are well made, it's well acted, it's an interesting plot. It's like if you don't want to worry about like bad movie making. Yeah, there's a, a just for fans of non-linear storytelling, something that is a little it's going to keep you guessing like if you're the type that's going to be browsing on the iPad while you're mm. while you're watching, you're going to miss a lot you're of You're going to miss things. And and I would say ultimately it's like for any Philip Seymour Hoffman fans who is like, shit, we lost him too soon. I wish he made one more movie. You might have missed this one. So this is the one more movie to go see. I would not recommend it to people who, yeah, want to watch a movie while doing their iPad, want really exciting minute to minute, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy style blockbuster fun and games. People who prefer Sidney Lumet's early stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is as late as it gets for Sidley, Sidney Lumet. And they would know who Lenny is, that actor, because he's... Lenny Lume? <laughs> oh, no, the old guy. Arthur, yeah, Arthur yeah. Lenny. Albert Finney? Albert Finney. Albert Finney. Yeah, Thank and you. he's Arthur also... Lenny, the, Albert Finney. He was also the father in Big Fish. That's what I most remember him from. That's... Recently, oh. father in Big Fish. You remember. Thank you. I was trying to... <laughs> his face. It's got one of those faces, you know? In a lot of stuff. He's got a face. He looks and sounds exactly like Brian Cox to me. I used to mistake them for one another, kind of like uh, Nick Nolte and Gary Busey. Like I used to mistake <laughs> two of them for each other. Sure. <laughs> but you won't anymore after this tour de force return to form. Uh, Amolar, we have great news for you. What's that? Well, we watched this movie. And so you're now one step closer. Clearing the queue. That was clearing the queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about, you can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q U E U E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at clearing the queue, Facebook.com slash clearing the queue. Subscribe on iTunes? Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. I don't know how you do that. <laughs>